Hey, this is Five Minutes with Elvin. You're listening to a modest proposal by Jonathan Swift. Let's recap what we've learned. As Jonathan Swift is the representative prose satirist in the neoclassical period, a modest proposal, like most stories in Gulliver's Travels, is a masterpiece of satire. The premise of a modest proposal. Is that Jonathan Swift, aware of the poverty of Ireland and its miserable social condition, attempts to propose an ultimate solution to benefit the poor and eliminate poverty. This is his proposal: cannibalism, infantile cannibalism. Since this is a work of satire, we shall not take the proposal as it is. Satire is often a work of humor. Humor is often a form of anger. It is no exaggeration to say that humor is a subtle art of violence, ready to attack. In a modest proposal, the target of Jonathan Swift's attack is the English landlords, the English colonizers who have been feeding on Irish people's collective labor and efforts. Swift makes his purpose clear, while suggesting baby flash to the wealthy English landlords. I grant this food will be somewhat dear, and therefore very proper for landlords, who, as they have already devoured most of the parents, seem to have the best title to the children. Here we can see that Swift is using cannibalism as a metaphor in this work of satire. As a satirist and a mathematician, Jonathan Swift is always exhaustive in explaining how things work. In Laputa, he explains exhaustively how the floating island works. In A Modest Proposal. He explains exhaustively how baby farming can be done. According to his plan, the total population of Ireland in his time was one million and a half. From one million and a half, he infers two hundred thousand breeding couples, hence two hundred thousand babies per year. From two hundred thousand babies, he deducts thirty thousand babies. Born into rich or well-to-do families, because they don't have to join the charity project. Now we have 170,000 babies per year. From 100,000, from 170,000 babies, he deducts 50,000 babies lost to miscarriage. Now we have 120,000 babies per year. From 120,000 babies, he deducts 20,000 babies for future breeding. Now, the total number of babies available for meat supply every year is 100,000. The entire process of calculation is as distracting as an epic simile. The reader can feel like reading about the fascinating landscape of northern Italy. Without knowing they're reading about the fallen angels in John Milton's Paradise Lost, Swift then goes on to defend himself by saying his proposal partly comes from friends, 
a knowledgeable American and a French conman in disguise of a Formosan or Taiwanese. For an Englishman in Swift's time, a knowledgeable American can be an irony. While Zamanatar, the famous or infamous conman, is a historical fact than fiction, an irony and a conman further remind us that this is a work of satire. We shall not take it as it is. Jonathan Swift never desires to see the practice of infantile cannibalism. He aims to attack the greedy and brutal English colonizers who benefit from the Irish colony at the cost of Irish people's livelihood. Swift also goes into distracting details when he suggests the proper use of baby meat and some recipes based on it. A young, healthy child, well nursed, is at a year old. A most delicious, nourishing, and wholesome food, whether stewed, roasted, baked, or boiled, and I make no doubt that it will equally serve in a fricassee or a ragu. Later, he shares more tips of preparation. A child will make two dishes and an entertainment for friends, and when the family dines alone. The fore or hind quarter will make a reasonable dish, and seasoned with a little pepper or salt will be very good boiled on the fourth day, especially in winter. Again, this is Jonathan Swift's device and design that leads us from the abstract idea of colonization into the concrete image of cannibalism. Into something real and bloody that threatens the life of the Irish people every day. This is five minutes with Elvin. I'll see you in class.